Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the DVM Production Empire. That's how you know it's good. This is a DVMPE production. Join the Empire today at dvmpe.com. Hello, everyone. It's Elizabeth Krahulik, your host for Netflix and Spill. And you've been asking for it, so here it is, a baking show on Netflix. I guess technically it's just a cooking show. There's baking as well, but cooking show. Um, So the one I have picked for today is Crazy Delicious. So as per usual, I'll give you a quick review, let you know if you should watch it or not. And then uh, if you haven't seen it, you can always pause this podcast, go watch it, come back. Um, Or if you've already seen it, then just plow right through that theme music and we'll get to some spoilers and some fun stuff, okay? Um, This is a great show if you like weird stuff. It's almost like you get to see people in their element, but their element is making food that either looks very different from how it tastes or (laughs) tastes like something that shouldn't be easily created the way that it was. I love this show. It's episodic, so you can come in and out, doesn't matter. Uh, What you really just need to know is that they are making food that looks like other food, or they're making um, something that tastes like a certain theme or a certain dish, But ultimately, it's set in a Willy Wonka-ish Garden of Eden. The judges are called the gods. Um, And the food is very cool. This is not one of the, oh no, I I burned my polenta, now what am I going to do? There's a lot less stress in this show. I mean, obviously, there are still things that go wrong there's always going to be a little bit of drama and tension and ultimately there's judging. So, you know, there will be people who don't get you move forward. Ultimately though, it's much more like bake off than it is like a hell's kitchen. Uh, not, not as, uh, fervent, not as feverish. I enjoyed it immensely and you should give it a shot. If for no other reason to see them, procure their ingredients. That I think is a very cool thing to see uh, at least once. So I say go watch it. It's one season. It's short and easy. Again, episodic. Jump in wherever. Uh, I think you'll really like it. So uh, pause here. Go watch it. Unless (laughs) Unless you've already watched it, then just hang tight. Let's talk about it.
so crazy delicious. I I am a fan of cooking shows. Don't get me wrong. I love my Hell's Kitchen. I've top chefed. I've chopped. I've all of these different competitions. What I've always wondered about too is their pantry full of ingredients, especially on like a master chef where they show this pantry that just seems unending. All of these, all of these foods and a lot of fresh foods, a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables and things. And my mother, before she retired, was a home ec teacher. So I know about cooking a little bit. I mean, didn't have to because she was a home ec teacher. She knew, she knew how to put it all together. Um, but I couldn't help always thinking about the food waste. And sometimes they would bring it up in different shows, you know, oh, you know, people throw away this part of the fish. Now you have to make something with this part of the fish, whatever. Um, but, re- but that didn't change how much of a pantry they had of non-sustainable foods. The spices, some of the baking ingredients obviously have a much longer shelf life than like tomatoes or strawberries or something like that. Um, I think this show kind of answered that for me a little bit. They don't have this huge pantry that they're all running into and like grabbing a ginger root that they're going to use, you know, <laughs> like a teaspoon of and all this other stuff. They got to forage through the Wonka land to find things. And I loved, love, love, loved where they would find some of the things that they were literally like farming. I guess that's not literal. They were foraging. I guess they're, it's literal foraging for the ingredients they need. And they would find them in all these different places. And then Jade, the hostess, uh, who <laughs> could eat things that looked like they shouldn't be edible, you know, rocks and stuff and such. And it brought me right back to Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka. The, uh, I mean, when he, when Willy Wonka is in his little Wonka land before poor Augustus Gloop gets all sucked up into the tube and he's singing his pure imagination. And at the end, when he gets to bite into that sugary little tulip lemonade cup, jealous always. Always thought that would be the coolest thing. I mean, as a kid, I remember thinking my wedding, that was going to be the reception. The reception, everybody got a tulip cup filled with lemonade that they could just eat afterward. I, f- I realized that not only could that be possible, but also would just be really hard to plan a wedding around. But when I saw that that was an element to the show, it made me so happy. I also loved, it's so stupid. I loved that they called the judges, (laughs) the gods. It, I mean, it was so campy and you knew nobody was taking it super seriously, except for the actual food part. The, the one guy who grilled a watermelon that cut like a ham. I mean, that was insane. There were so many things that were cooked in this show that blew my mind apart. And I know oh, we've seen a lot of 
things on Twitter and Instagram, things that are cakes that look like real things. And I know that that can be tiresome, but this, I feel, was a different element to that. It wasn't, oh, hey, I'm trying to make you think this is a shoe, as much as it was, hey, this is a watermelon. <laughs> but you knew it wasn't ham. You knew it wasn't ham. You knew I, I just think it was so great. It's so stupid. It was so stupid and fun. Just so dumb. And I like... I liked the judges. Uh, I knew uh, of Carla before this show. Um, she was, I want to say, on a Top Chef or something. I don't remember what show she was on, but then she started doing The Chew, which I did watch a little bit. Uh, I think it was on CBS, NBC. It's one of those, one of the main stations. Uh, and honestly, she annoyed the crap out of me on the chew. I found her really hard to deal with, but put her in a white dress and make her part of this ridiculous place. It played so well for me. She was still as ridiculous. I don't think she changed much of anything, but because it was in this fantastical, weird, uh, uh, surrealist cooking place world I don't know it, it worked I liked her so much better I would watch her in this again I think she was a perfect pick I also um so Jade Adams is the host of the show she I've seen on a number of BBC shows before she's done panel shows and uh I haven't seen her stand up but I have seen her uh on these different shows like eight out of ten cats and stuff like that uh, so I was excited to see her, knew right away who she was and was excited because she's also very eccentric and silly. Uh, I didn't know Heston or Niklaus. Um, I feel like I should have seen them somewhere before. There was a hint of familiarity, but I couldn't place it. I honestly, I don't know where I would have seen them before. So if you've seen them before, you know, you can always let me know, email me. Or tech, uh, Twitter me, Twitty, Tweety, you know, do the social media thing and let me know uh, where I should have seen them before. I enjoyed very much all of the cool, weird, fun things. They, in the kind of typical food shows, there's always an episode about interesting ways to cook things. Or, you know, oh, we're going to have you're gonna make a vegetarian meal that looks like a meat meal or you know, there's always just like one episode and everything else is about how well did you cook a steak or can you boil an egg and da 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 I thought this was so great because these people just kind of came up with this these like kind of beautiful plates also you don't always get this in one of the food competition shows, but you could like, so in a competition show, they make a piece of fish and the judge says, Oh, this fish is so dry. We don't know. Like we can't taste the fish. Some of us can eyeball the fish. I am not one of the, some of us, but some people could go, Oh yes, that is an overcooked fish. Or we can all be led in with all the talking heads of, Oh, you know, last time my fish was undercooked. So I'm going to put it in the oven for an extra 45 minutes. And know that it's going to be overcooked. 
But here it was so much, you don't have to know or have to understand if the fish is overcooked because we don't really care. We're not as worried about the fish being overcooked or undercooked or whatever. We assume that it will be fine. We are much more interested in the concept as a whole. Did they hit the theme? Does it look cool? Is it doing what it's supposed to do for the person who's eating it? It's just so much more fun. It's so much more fun to watch and look at. And honestly, I could watch them forage every time because they get so delighted when they find something. And I like that pretty typically, I mean, other than things that just don't exist in a, in a forest or in like an orchard, uh, that they put things where they're supposed to be. You know, you pick an apple from the tree, you know, <laughs> It's just so weird and cool. And I could not cook anywhere near what these guys do. Uh, but yeah, I would pay money to go into that forest and pretend I was Willy Wonka for a second. Because, well, I wouldn't pretend I was Willy Wonka. He was kind of nuts. I would probably pretend I was Veruca Salt. Because ultimately, while she gets burned for jumping onto a a weighing station for for golden egg-laying geese... I feel like, I feel like I'd rather be her than a blueberry. I don't know. Or maybe my TV. It would be very fun to be very small. Not the point, though. The point is, I thought it was so stupid and fun. I don't know. I, I mean, I hope that they get more episodes, that we get another season at some point. I don't know how sustainable it would be. It's limited by people's creativity, and the number of contestants you can find who can think so far outside of the box. And I would hope that there's at least another season's worth of contestants that can really just explode what we think a meal is supposed to look like. Ultimately, though, that is a difficult skill. I mean, it's not something that we see often, if at all, some of these fantastical meals at least. So I'm hoping we get another season. I hope it doesn't burn out because all the cool stuff has kind of been done. I don't know. I'm really hopeful, though. And honestly, the the fact that Carla was tolerable and not even tolerable, but I was I enjoyed her in this, I think is it's an extreme mark of good and awesomeness for this show. They had me at the garden, let's be honest. They had me right away with the, hey, look, it's Willy Wonka. I'm eating a rock. I can eat the little teacup. I'm there. To add to that, that they're making these fantastical foods. Just things that were so gorgeous and weird. I just, so fun. So if you if you watched it, if you enjoyed it like I did, um, tweet me, email me. Let me know what your favorite meal was to look at. I know I talked about the ham watermelon a lot. It's because it, it was my favorite. <laughs> I liked that you could slice it. It's so weird. Um, but if you liked something else, uh, just tweet me on Netflix and Spill. Uh, email us, Netflix and Spill podcast at Gmail. Uh, Facebook me, whatever. Uh, Instagram, all of those things. Find a social media and contact me. Let me know what your favorite was. Get a screen grab. I want to see it. Show everybody. 
Um, if you didn't watch this or you're like, Elizabeth, I was not one of the people who wanted you to talk about a cooking show. Okay. I hear you. What do you want me to watch? I will watch more stuff. I'm a big fan of Netflix. I mean, I don't have to get off the couch ever. So let me know what you want to have a one-sided conversation about and we will have it, my friends. Otherwise, I am going back to my Netflix and I will talk to you all later. Got an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? You're not alone. There are literally thousands of people out there with great podcast ideas for either their businesses or simply for entertainment, but they don't know the first thing about podcasting. The DBM Production Empire has been successfully producing high-quality podcasts since 2009 and has received millions of downloads. Yes, millions. And now the DBMPE has decided to pull back the curtain and offer their podcast production services to the rest of the world. Unlike some other podcast companies, our team will work with you from the creation of your podcast idea all the way to getting it released to the marketplace. We work with you in three different phases. The development phase, which includes getting your ideas to a workable action plan, the creation of your RSS feed, and if you don't have your own artwork already, we can help you with that too. Next is the hosting phase, which includes a safe place to launch and house your podcast episodes. And of course, the distribution phase, where we deliver your content to major podcast markets like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, Podomatic, and many more. We'll do all of this for just $10 a month plus a one-time setup fee. So what are you waiting for? Call or email us for a free consultation today. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.